guys welcome to another episode of Shishti's Arena and today we're going to be recording the 11th episode and this particular episode is um going to be with a discussion on mindfulness and emotional intelligence with Rush so to share a very interesting story with you guys i actually connected with Rush over Clubhouse and the moment she began talking i was so sure that one day I'm going to be having her on our podcast and I'm very happy to be announcing that today is that particular day and to talk a little bit about Rush Rush is altogether a mentor certified life coach quantum healing practitioner cognitive behavior therapist emotional freedom tapping and thought field therapy practitioner all that but she's also a hypnotherapist she has a very strong approach towards uh life being a journey full of mindfulness compassion empathy and strong vigor she defines herself to be an altruistic practitioner who has helped many individuals get their lives back on track and helped evoke their spiritual side altogether i hope you enjoy watching this particular episode if you do do not forget to hit the like button subscribe to the channel and put the bell notification on so that you get notified every time i upload a new podcast and if you enjoy watching this particular episode do share it with your friends and i hope you're doing good hello guys welcome to the 11th episode of shishti's arena and today we have a really special guest with us uh rush so before i really jump on to our today's discussion I would really like Rush to, you know, tell a little bit about herself to the audience. So, Rush, I hope you're doing good and let's start with a small introduction from your end. Thanks, Shrishti. Uh so nice to have uh, connected with you. Uh I have been on a uh, I mean I can call it spiritual, but I've been on a on a journey seeking and and it happens kind of automatically. So 22 years plus I have explored many areas of wellness, holistic wellness really. So hypnotherapy is what I started with and that led me to a plenty of energy based healing modalities. So there was quantum touch healing, there's Reiki. Reiki was of course I started with it's it was the most popular it still is. Right. So and there's pranic healing, theta healing and that sort of progressed and I started to look into uh, deeper aspects of like belief systems and uh, reprogramming the mind waves. So I I you know understood how the neuroplasticity works and how you can reframe and restructure so it, it's an ongoing journey you never finish right. so i've been uh, i've got like i mean i don't want to name all of them but 30 plus modalities that i've worked through and practiced and share with whenever i get the opportunity right just to uh, interject a little and stand a little uh, you know understand a little more about your experiences So when you got this um like amalgamation or like epiphany that you need to start off with something or you need to change something about the way your lifestyle is so when exactly what was that moment if you would like to throw some light upon that yeah so it was not an epiphany to start with right it is a point of chaos that you hit 
at some point in life. Right. So, uh, so 22 years and plus, there was a point where I was emotionally um, distressed. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know, there were financial struggles and I had moved uh, cities and countries. Uh, I was a new mom and everything was just absolutely chaotic, wherein you go into a deep sense of fear and despair. And with the result, what happened was I went very interesting, and and I'll just keep it really short because my stories can go really into depth. I went for a very interesting reading. So it was like a, um, with a clairvoyant. And I didn't know she was a clairvoyant. It just so happened. And that uh, 45 minutes Mm -hmm. Uh, completely changed the course of my life. Otherwise, I mean, consciously, the kind of person I grew up to be, um, by age 24, I was not going to explore this field. So it happened. And after that meeting, when I made a choice, that's when everything starts to fall in place, right? You have to make that, take that first step and then things start to roll and one thing led to the other. Before I knew it, it was um, here 22 years and going. Um, so that's how it it just started automatically. I had to do nothing. It was just that you know it clicked, and then you have to make a choice. Right. I have heard, and I have also seen some of the very tremendous examples that, uh, you know, great things happen during crisis. So when we are like truly distressed, or when we are really going through something, that is the moment when we are looking at things for the way they are. And I think that is the moment when we take some steps that really works for us. And sometimes it really doesn't. But I've seen and heard that most of the, in most of the cases it does. Like it does create its own magic. Yeah, it's it's a point of awareness. And after that, it's choice. And there are no wrong choices, Trishti. It's just a choice you make. Mm-hmm. Uh, and life presents you. It's like, you know, it you, you it just comes into your... So it's like driving your car and you come to a crossing and there's a board, a signboard which says, right, you'll go this way and left you go, or you head this way. Mm-hmm. So there is some point that you have to reach, but depending on which choice you take, the road just takes you that way. Some routes are a little bit longer mm-hmm. and some a little bit shorter, but choices we have to make because not making a choice is also a choice in which case life will just push you through, uh, you create a little bit more resistance. So uh, great things happen every moment. It's just bringing your point of awareness to it and making a conscious choice about it. Right. I think uh, until now we have spoken a lot about that I think a layman person would not be able to understand when you mention all those terms. But shifting the discussion more towards, you know, like the basic understanding, um so i would just want to ask that uh, in this world like where, where you will see everyone is in rush for one thing or another and we all are trying to reach to that goal and to our uh you know that sweet phase of our life we all are trying that especially when we talk about our age group um early 20s to uh late 20s and in order to like having achieving our goals, we literally uh, forget one thing. Uh, I mean, one important aspect is we we f- sometimes forget 
that we all are in the uh, same journey and and the question that i really want to ask here is that that might sound kiddish to you a little but you know this uh, facade of time that um we are uh, right now into is it really going to be like a very prolonged phase and i just want your insight onto this and yeah you know it's it's quite simple these are definitions set in the environment by society and these have been coming along for a very long time definitions like success and goals and purpose so to put it simply i would just say sit down and redefine each of these definitions instead of just buying what is available on the shelf right yeah. so because today's day and age with so much choice available if you if you go on the internet we are going to do all the research if you have to buy a phone okay and we say no this one's better the technology has moved up we've upgraded software etc etc but when it comes to the basic concept of life and the basic definitions of success goals and purpose we just buy what somebody else is definition is so what is a definition in a book of success so if we just sit down and redefine what success means to me and that success is not a goal it's not a purpose it just is because success isn't something that you have to achieve tomorrow it is something that you have to recognize that you have it today in that moment because if i asked you shishti can you breathe and take a breath for yesterday you can't yeah. and if i asked you please take a breath for tomorrow you can't So if we put something out there and say that's where I have to go, we just keep running. In fact, we just bring it here and say this is what it is, and what do I do about whatever it is that I want in the this moment, in the now moment. Yeah. So that's also just keep bringing your focus back, and the path to that will automatically give you the options. So. you know we get a notification on our phones that a, that an upgrade is available we instantly connected to our charge you know our charger yeah. or the point of power source and we say oh, i have to upgrade it otherwise my phone is going to slow down but in our in our software of our brains we haven't updated it and we are running on old programming so our programming forms between the ages 0 to 7 and after that we just referring back to that programming so it's time to look at what programs are we running right. and why is it seeming like a struggle because it isn't right yeah. so our parents and their parents everybody worked towards something but they were like so focused there and they said yeah i have to look after my family and that's all that mattered and that they would just go and cook and that that was looking after at that time so it's about looking at it everything is important but you just bring it in the now moment because if you keep running the rat race even if you do win you're still a rat so you just have to look at it differently and step out of that race you can always join it back so there are not, there's nothing wrong or right you can keep focusing but your breathing your your now moment is purpose enough living in the now is a goal enough because you matter and you're important right i think people would be uh, 
watching and listening to this might agree to my statement which i'm going to be saying next is we all are have like a really hard time focusing on the now even like talking about myself when i was not into yoga or meditation or journaling my thoughts my brain was used to be at so many places but now it used to be in the past which has already happened and i can't do anything about it or the future which is really unpredictable and i have no i'm no clairvoyant to see my future right so it's just i think um even to get to that understanding like the whole solution or the whole uh, ideology is to be in the present moment is is one step towards becoming you know you know um just heading to the right direction and the right pathway but uh, i think you would agree that it does take a little effort to you know just be there in the present moment and just to be mindful about it Well, it 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 does because that awareness is missing, right? Yeah. Once you know what you're looking for, it happens. Right. You know, we we eating on on the clock. We're eating in a rush. So when we pick up whatever it is that we eat, so it's not food per se. What we are eating, but what we are eating, we are not we are not feeling the textures in our mouth. We are not. separating the flavors that our tongue is picking up the the taste buds are picking up because if if an item has five flavors we are not picking up because we're just stuffing ourselves and filling up because it's available it's easy you don't have the time because you don't want to make the time and it's cheap and everybody's buying it right yeah. so let's just take a burger for example and we just take it and we just scarf it down and we just say oh i'm full and i i could eat a burger and we go through it so so if you just bring your awareness to small things and mm. and say that i'm just going to focus on that so it's not nobody has to make time to sit for 30 minutes in meditation because automatically in a day we all go into a meditative state automatically did you know that yeah so for example you're sitting and you're, you're working really busy and engrossed in whatever it is that you're doing and somebody comes and calls you out your name and it startles you you were already in a state of meditation because what is meditation is just bringing down your brain waves to alpha level so the different waves brain waves okay. right mm-hmm. so it's like if you're running if you're driving a car you don't drive it in one gear you drive it in yeah. you know low mm-hmm. first second third fourth depending what the what the vehicle needs at that time yeah. similarly the brain automatically does that so we don't have to make so much effort we just need to be aware that we need it is imperative that we honor our emotion and we honor our state of being in this moment here you don't have to go for cabs you don't the beauty of this work is that you don't have to do anything you don't have to make the time you just need to bring your awareness to it it's that simple wow that was really insightful to know about the waves even i had no i i, oh, I have i have sorry I've heard about the concept and I do remember some bits and pieces of it I read it I read it in an article a while ago but I would surely like to link some um some article or some uh, research paper with this uh, podcast so that people can have a look Oh yeah there's this is huge it's like it's it's very simple so when a baby so there is beta 
alpha, theta, and delta. So when a newborn baby is there, what does the baby do? Baby is running only on between delta and theta brainwaves, which is cycles per second in the brain. It's like the engine's revolution of an engine of a vehicle, right? Yeah. So when, when the shift, so the baby is only does four things, right? Sleeps, eats, mm -hmm. cries, and shits, right? Yeah. And then the cycle repeats and the longer hours. So the brain is functioning at a specific brainwave, a number of revolutions per second. Okay, yeah. and as the baby starts to grow up, it moves into a little bit of a higher wave because the awareness it starts picking up in the environment and it goes on a little bit. So then it's it's the brain is vacillating between delta. So delta is sleep, right? Mm -hmm. Theta is between, so just a little above delta, right? Yeah. And then you have the alpha level and the beta. So at beta, the highest level, you're multitasking, you know? Then, so you do one, two, three, four, five things, and then suddenly you've had a really one, one really long, busy hour, yeah. and you plonk yourself on the chair and you say, I need to breathe. Mm -hmm. That's when the beta stops to function because you can only multitask at beta. Mm -hmm. And then you go to alpha. So what meditation does, so the child till about six does not go into beta. I mean, I mean children, are, if they're playing with something, they're just involved with that. And then mm -hmm. they suddenly drop that and go to the next thing, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're not, the brain hasn't gone into beta yet, multitasking. And that is why they are so focused and that is why they say learn from children because they are so in the now. Yes. <laughs> Right, because that's also because of the brain waves, and that's an exercise. That's a full program one can learn. And on a count of three, you can go to alpha. And at alpha level, you are the most creative self because you're you're connected with the energy field that you have. Yeah. You're most connected, and you you co-create best at alpha level. So so it's 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 a huge subject. I mean, we could just talk about hours mm -hmm. on this I could yeah. but yes there is it's amazing that's what we need to just know just information and then you just bring it in and experience it oh, I think I would definitely love to do another episode in this thing it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely we'll get into you pick up a subject and see and the way we right. can talk at length about that certainly yeah uh, so Rush uh, sticking to Amin the, like the next topic for, for the discussion. Uh, so as I mentioned, and I was talking, I mentioned it a little to you that, uh, you know, we have some goals of ours and we all are in the same journey. And what happens is sometimes we forget that this part, we forget this part and we see ourselves not being as empathetic or compassionate towards our fellow friends, companions, colleagues, acquaintances. So would you like to so uh, would you like to throw some light on it and you know like just talk about how can one be really fully aware that we are you know in the same process towards the same goals of you know like the goals might differ, but it's sort of peripheral to and it's sort of like a synonym like my goal could be a synonym of my friend's goal but in a different dimension so would you like to throw some light on it yeah i what i would like to say on this uh, shishti is whatever 
we are experiencing in our relationship on the outside yeah. is a direct reflection. It's a mirror image of our relationships with ourselves. Okay. Okay. So there's, if you find lack of empathy, lack of compassion, lots of judgment, fear, anger, despair, it all comes. So, so make a U-turn and bring it in and say, where is my relationship with myself? Because it's a mirror image. You want to know what's happening inside of you? Look around you and see what's happening on the outside of you. And you know exactly what's happening inside because whatever you be, we are creators. Yeah. We are magical beings. We can create whatever it is that we can. And we create our our situations so that they reflect back to us for us to look at ourselves. So if I was to look at my image in a mirror, mm -hmm. and if I was to not smile and took a lipstick and drew a, face, a smiley face, will I be smiling? No. Oh. No. no. To be able to see myself smiling, I will literally have to smile. Mm -hmm. The lipstick will not do. So what we are doing is we are taking everything on the outside and trying to create an image, mm -hmm. okay, yeah. with that lipstick. But that is, we're kidding ourselves, we're fooling ourselves because right. the blame game comes in, the judgment comes in. Mm -hmm. So that is happening because we are judging ourselves. We have to look inward and heal it. So this journey is from the inside out not from the outside in because on the outside in i have no control yeah that's true. i have no control and if you have the control if you're on the outside of me and if i give you my that's giving you the control so if i make you responsible for my happiness okay mm -hmm. then i'm a puppet because you're holding the strings on the outside and you say oh today i'll make rush smile yeah and then you mm -hmm. next day you'll say oh today i will make her feel terrible because of what she has done. Mm -hmm. So now I'm just a puppet and you hold the strings. Mm -hmm. So you create your strings from inside, you know, like the spider, you, yeah. you weave on the outside, you are at the center and you create your matrix, you create your life. So, so that's what it is. So we are judging ourselves. Mm -hmm. First thing we wake up, we look in the mirror and we say, oh my God, I've got a pimple. Oh my God, I've got a receding hairline. And you know, the, the self-conversations yeah. are sabotaging our self-worth. Right. Because the judgment starts that first point in the morning. I've put on weight. I don't look good. What will so-and-so say? So I'm judging myself 100%. And if I'm doing that, there is no way I cannot judge on the outside. And if you see some some kind of sympathy, empathy, all of that is missing, mm -hmm. then you are not giving yourself that. And what I don't have, I cannot share. That's very well said. Um, I just would like to, we are not somebody's puppet, but we should have that control. And, you know, you're, we are a matrix uh, in ourselves and, you know, all the control and all the things that we can control is, in our hands but when we talk about um you know any sort of relationship we would see that that par give an example that we we would say that okay this person hurt me 
my boyfriend hurt me or my uh, friend hurt me they did something so in a way we are giving them the power so that we care enough i don't know what exactly the reason is you might be able to explain it uh, better in words but we do give that power to people to you know hurt us or uh, we do get hurt by other people's you know actions so what would you have to say about will you um do about it so can... it comes to expectations right yeah yeah if you don't match my expectation right if you go outside of that then i feel hurt right right so again feel the pain when you have uh-huh. the pain because we cannot deny the emotion it is a reality but after you have felt the pain completely the hurt the anger any emotion you have to feel it because if we don't feel our emotion we are living a lie absolutely right? Yeah. So you have to embrace. You have to embrace it fully. If you're angry, you have to feel it. You know, like if you look at something and it makes you if if it makes your stomach churn, mm-hmm. let it churn because it must. You know, and we we say things in our daily language. The power of word. So, like we say, "Oh my God, I saw. I have to go and face that one. I have to meet a boss today, and I feel sick in my stomach." Yes. Mm-hmm. so do you know that our solar plexus stomach right you know yeah, yeah, right yeah. at the middle the solar plexus is the point where we absorb energy right yeah and when you're facing somebody so you obviously you feel sick in the stomach because the energy has you have created it it's in the stomach mm-hmm. so we will say that to express what we are feeling but we don't look deeper and say why are we saying these things why is the energy held so it's held there so expectations so of feel the emotion completely and then come back and say okay then you have to again take a little bit of a u turn and go deeper and say it was my expectation which i felt short of and and hence i experienced whatever you know the relationship i did mm-hmm. so i felt the anger i recognized that it was my expectation so then i bring the level of expectation as my accountability because it's going to eventually hurt me right 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 so a stranger can't hurt me because it doesn't matter only a yes. close person will exactly. hurt so you know when people say oh my god we were such good friends but imagine she hurt me because only she could exactly <laughs> the stranger can't because you haven't allowed the stranger to come into your energy field Definitely. so emotions become really important and then uh, literally looking into it so you separate it a little bit and you see okay where is it so accountability is what i'm trying to say that you are accountable mm-hmm. for everything i have very unpopular opinions which i give but but i i say them so it, you know people you you just think about it so mm-hmm. it takes one person in a relationship to make a relationship work or walk away it doesn't take two right yeah okay <laughs> okay that was deep <laughs> i can get it now <laughs> right right um so uh rush i think if we just like keep on talking about it we're never going to end the discussion i know <laughs> i know <laughs> so 
Rish, uh, coming back to the discussion, uh, you know, like a major component of being emotionally intelligent is being oh. aware of one's own emotions, uh, reaction feedback mechanisms, our own patterns, triggers, and whatnot. So how can one really be aware of one's own emotion? And if you could just walk us through or give an overview like of the steps that are uh, usually involved in being self-aware with respect to our own emotions. Okay, so I'll give you a four-step process. It's very interesting. And it, it sort of embodies a lot of uh, self-introspection. Okay, yeah. so first is expression. Okay, whatever it is that you feel, express it in awareness. For example, if, if I get hurt and I start to cry, that is my expression. But that's a body reaction, correct? It's, it's a reaction which has happened and it's automatically happened. Hmm. So when I cry or when I'm angry or when I'm, I'm, I'm in love or whatever it is, emotion that I want, the environmental societal constructs somehow sub always ask you to suppress it. Don't, yeah. don't say, don't, don't express too much. Don't say that. Growing up, you know, shh, quiet, don't talk. So expression becomes, so express it completely. Express it, share it. If you don't have a person to share it with, write it down. I think journaling is really important. Mm -hmm. Write it down and say whatever it is that you want. If it's anger, then you want to use cuss words, say it, spell it out on the paper. So because if you don't express it, right. you are automatically suppressing it. And if you keep suppressing it over the years, these suppressions build up layer upon layer, mm -hmm. layer upon layer, and we keep pushing it down. And then one fine day, it'll erupt like, either like a volcano or we'll go into self-harm or, our, you know, our self-work will reduce or we'll hit anxiety or we'll hit depression because what has happened is we've packed too much in ourselves, which is a lie. Because if I want to say, I don't like what you did and I don't say it, then I'm just working with it. You know, then it's an everyday process. My brain is saying something, my heart is saying something, but I'm not expressing it. So I'm internalizing everything. So I'm holding it in and I'm packing up, packing up so much pain. So mm -hmm. express it. Once you express it, it's going to have, you're going to have an experience which will follow that expression. So if it's with an individual, that person is going to give you a reaction or an opinion or whatever it is. Or if you're journaling it, you will feel a sense of either relief or more anger, whatever it is, the experience will come. So express it, followed by the experience, which is going to happen automatically. After that, you sit down and you integrate everything. So don't judge yourself. If you're angry, don't judge yourself. That is part of the process of integration. So that expression has led to an experience naturally. Then you sit down and you integrate it with yourself and you say, okay, this is what I did. This was the outcome. What is my preferred choice in a similar situation next time around on a scale of one to 10? Mm -hmm. And once you have gone through these three steps, you then transcend it automatically because information has now converted to your knowing because now you've experienced it personally. It's not a book. 
your anger is different to my anger and I've owned myself in that zone, accountable. I am accountable for my emotion mm-hmm. and looking at it, expressing it. And so you integrate it. And once you integrated it, you've become wiser about yeah. your own emotion. Yeah. And then you transcend it. So we don't have to push away any emotion. We don't have to say, don't get angry. It's not good for you. No, it is good. So anger, love, compassion, and empathy, they all sit at the same table. Mm -hmm. one is not better than the other because anger is as real hatred is as real love is as real who makes makes it better or worse is judgment and society our Mm self-judgment we lament ourselves to say oh my god I got angry I shouldn't have no go ahead feel it so once we start working with our emotion the awareness comes and then you transcend it you become you make a preferred different choice the next time around with that wisdom with that cycle so express experience integrate transcend you'll go you you come out the other way don't live a lie ever live a lie right that was very insightful i think nobody would have better put it in you know these four steps Thank you really for that. At least it's going to help me a lot from now. Uh, one, one, one person at a time, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope people watching this, uh, you know, might as well apply this to their lives. And I'm pretty sure it's going to help everyone, whosoever does it. <laughs> right. It's amazing. Yeah, this yeah. whole process is amazing. Self, self, it's not rocket science, right? You just mm-hmm. need, you just... You, we are all so beautiful. We are all so unique. Definitely. And to understand your uniqueness and own it is is absolute freedom. Definitely. Uh, so, uh, Rush, I just wanted you to uh, talk a little about becoming mindful and what it's a very subjective uh, and a very vast topic in itself. But um, I would just like you, your perception on to becoming more mindful and the definition uh, about about being mindful from you. Okay, it's just whatever it is that you're doing, just start to observe that a little bit more than what you're doing right now. So just bring your awareness, just be aware. Don't judge it, nothing. So, say, so let's say you hop, into, hop under a shower. So just stand there, give yourself one extra minute in your day and just stand, close your eyes and just feel the water run through your skin. So your uh, skin is the biggest organ, right, of yeah. our body mm-hmm. and it picks up everything from the environment which creates an entire chemical process in our system, right? So we mm-hmm. pick up something from the environment and my instant life would say, oh my God, this is dangerous. So now I need to produce the chemicals to fight this. So whether do I have to fight it or flight it or I freeze, mm-hmm. okay? So your skin is really a big part of you. We, we don't realize, but it picks up everything from the environment. Oh my God, I got goosebumps. That music was beautiful. Why? Mm-hmm. Because your skin picked it up, right? So mindfulness is just really simple if you're eating. Just mm-hmm. sit for 30 extra seconds every day and start with very 
doable targets, right? Don't have to change, alter your lifestyle. You just have to bring in that thought that next time I eat, I'm just going to maybe 50% of my meal, I'm going to try and pick up all the flavors I'm getting in my mouth. I'm going to pick up the textures, you know, because if you go to the depths of cooking, uh, a well-presented, a good meal, so Sorry, I'm just going off track. I'm rambling because it's just so much of information. So Koreans, uh, South Korea, Mm -hmm. literally use the flavors of sour, salt, sweet, um, umami, everything. And it's all linked to every organ of our body. Mm -hmm. So all I say is just become aware. So it's not rocket science. Put a bite in your mouth and say, what am I tasting? Because your tongue is full of taste buds. So am I tasting sour here? Am I tasting sweet? And the combination of that, just 50% of your meal. Mm-hmm. And you'll start enjoying the process so much, you'll literally, and that is mindfulness. You're standing in the shop, you're feeling the water, you're eating, you're tasting, you're feeling the textures, the flavors, the look of the dish. Sometimes you don't even know, so, oh, how pretty, let me take a picture for Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then forget it, but just hold your, whatever you're doing, just hold your movement for five seconds. That's all. And you automatically integrate it into your daily life on everything that you do. So that's mindfulness. Your mind is so full anyways. Yeah. So just become mindful. You know, just ease it out because it's so full. So just break ease, right, when you're walking. So there's a walking meditation. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's say everybody's walking, right? Either we walk to the car or the subway or from one room to the other. Just one trip in that. Just look at your feet when you're walking. Ten steps. Mm-hmm. See, okay, my left is following my right. My right is following my left. That That's how you bring it in, integrate it. Because it's not something like an added thing because people say, I don't have the time. I think there are, there are mm-hmm. various other things one can do, sit for meditation for 15 minutes and all of that. Mm-hmm. But I'm just suggesting because everybody's so busy and yeah. and the inclination is missing, right? The awareness. Mm-hmm. So just break that in. My right and over the left, left over the right, feel it, touch it, you know, just your five senses, forget the sixth and the seventh sense, which exists, of course, the telepathic thing, the magic that you can do. Mm-hmm. But just with your five things, just hold all your five senses one at a time for five seconds in whatever you are doing. Wow. So breathe, take five extra breaths. So deep breathe, we all breathe very short. We mm-hmm. breathe till here. And people are not into yoga or whatever, whatever. take full breath all the way to the navel expanding your stomach just four breaths mm-hmm. and you can do the breathing the feeling of the water mm-hmm. and, and and the sound three senses all together you can do under the shower yeah that was really nice. I, so, so so that's what i say so it's so mindfulness will bring your awareness to it and the rest of it will just follow because everyone will start having aha moments Mm-hmm. And I felt the water and this is what I thought. Because your sixth sense, everybody has that sixth sense, right? Yeah. When you when you put your five senses in sort of together, mm-hmm. okay, the sixth wakes up and you will get an epiphany and you say, oh my God, mm-hmm. 
because a lot of times when you're standing under the shower with your eyes closed, you're going to have the most amazing solutions to something you've been really working hard at because, because that's in the field and you'll pick it up and you'll suddenly realize that it's instant, right? It's, it's instant work. Mm-hmm. You, you, you bring these together, your eyes, nose, ears, mouth, everything, and your sixth will just open up. And you get amazing, amazing outcomes. So that's it, small steps. But just start focusing. And the next book and the next lecture and the next course will walk to you because you will attract it. You've created that field. It'll come to you. Wow. So we will attract it. The next step will come. Just the first choice is what you have to make. And there is no wrong or right. If somebody doesn't want to, that's fine too. Because we can't be in judgment that, you know, yours the better way or not a better way. So if somebody doesn't work with it, that's fine too. Right. Definitely. Uh, so Rush, earlier you mentioned that you are into quantum energy healing as well. So I would love you to, you know, throw some light on quantum energy healing and energies in general. I read about it a little and what I could understand was um, that it is a natural healing method that utilizes body's own life force energy, uh, you know, to bring about optimal wellness and the total well-being. So I would love you to throw some light onto it and tell our audience a bit about it. Yeah, all alternate healing, so whether it's Reiki, Pranic, whatever, it is all bad, all just bringing into alignment the life force energy, which we all have, right? So it's all about the, the breath and the pattern. So it connects. So there's earth, there's man, and there is the field or the heaven or the universe. You can call it whatever. Some, some may call it God and that's mm-hmm. fine. The names don't matter. Yeah. So. So there's a field and it's out of alignment. So it's like saying that when there's a stream flowing mm-hmm. and I block it with logs of wood, mm-hmm. right? The water will still find its way around the wood. Yeah. Okay. But the flow of it will get diverted, right? Mm-hmm. So what happens is when we breathe, when we are living, we are breathing through our channels which is our body, right? Mm. So when something is blocked because of emotion, okay, it feels sick in the stomach, which means your energy in the stomach has shrunk. Yeah, It's like a block, okay? So the energy will have to find its way from somewhere. And if it doesn't, if it gets too packed, it still needs to come out. So that might result in rashes or flushes or, you know, illnesses on the outside because mm. it needs to get out. Yeah. So, so the life force energy is all about bringing it into alignment mm-hmm. and it's about breathing and using it so that you are channeling it correctly. So nobody is a healer except the person who's working with the energy. So if you, if I'm working with you in a session, I'm just a channel, you are the healer because body is very intelligent and it knows how to heal itself. So quantum healing is really going to the minutest level of ourselves a quantumous particle mm-hmm. connecting it so drawing the energy in the from the earth because that's the life force yeah it's a, it's living so you draw the energy from the earth and you pull it in and you breathe it through and you align yourself with that and in that you can incorporate 
Reiki and colors and chakras and whatever it is. Mm. So again, it's a very free flow, but it is all about balancing. So quantum healing works on so energy always entrains, right? It mm. works on the entrainment principle. Mm. So when you're feeling not too good, you are low on energy, right? You say, I feel really low today, mm. which means your energy is shrunk mm. and you're feeling low. So I come along and I breathe through and I, I you know, take deep breaths. I'm, I'm aligned and my energy is at that level, okay? okay. So what, what is the normal thing energy does? Energy will always try to entrain to find a balance, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. So when I'm holding my energy here, and I'm working with you and you're holding your energy here, you're going to come up a little bit right. and I'm going to come down a little bit to find that mid, a balance point. Yeah. And when your lower energy feels higher, you automatically would feel, feel the healing. Got it. So what you have done is actually you've just done the work. Your body has automatically done the work, just sort of supported it. Right. So... I support it. So quantum healing works on energy entrainment and it will always happen. So for example, I'll tell you if, if I was to put four grandfather clocks on the wall, Mm -hmm. okay. And swung the pendulums in awkward direction, different speeds, they would go all over the place within about two to three minutes. Mm -hmm. They will all synchronize. All the pendulums will synchronize and move together. Yeah. Because what has happened is the energy has all communicated without having been seen. Right. And they will all come in synchronization and in alignment. That's what happens with the body. So you string a, strum a guitar in a room and there's another guitar lying at the other room. Mm-hmm. They're going to, there's going to be vibration and they're going to start to balance. So energy is amazing. The work is beautiful. You don't even have to talk to anybody. If you just understand the power of your field and how to just work with your energy. And there's, and there, I, mean, I could give you a hundred tools mm. which you can use instantly, right? Mm-hmm. To understand your energy, to, to work with it, how to grow it big, how to, how to expand time, how to, you know, Work mm-hmm. just just become aware of it. So that's what it does because energy will always balance. Right. I, I, if you have friends with sorry, if yeah. you have friends um, who love to meet you, but you come away feeling, oh my god, she's always cribbing. Okay, I love her to bits, but I can't see her every day, right? Exactly. Yeah. But she will probably she or he they mm-hmm. will always call and they say. I love to chat with you because I feel so good after I've spoken with you, right? Mm -hmm. So what is happening there? You walk your day, you are at eight, they are at four. And when you're having coffee, so it's not even about energy healing. It's just how we vibrate because Mm -hmm. we are all vibration and frequency. So you walk into a room, you are at eight, they are at four. They're Mm -hmm. going to suck up. It's like the hungry looking Mm -hmm. for food. And you are the food because you are at that level. So they're going to come up and you're going to come down. So there's going to be a balance. So that's all it is. It's simple. You explain that really uh, beautifully and, you know, in very layman terms, I think um, even people who have never heard these terms before would get some idea what exactly it is. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, so Rush, it's it's been a very insightful discussion with you, and this brings us to the last uh, discussion and the topic which I'm going to be asking for you to uh, talk about a little. So, what is that uh, one thing that you would like to say to our audience watching this particular episode today? And last but not the least, I would love to know that what keeps you motivated and going every day. So I don't look for motivation because um, all there is is inspiration. Just stay inspired. You don't need to get motivated. The days you're feeling like crap, just feel it. No need for motivation. Just be inspired and let you be your inspiration. And and the one thing that I'd love love to say is don't settle because don't settle for anything just there is no settling down life is motion it is movement so keep flowing and the more you flow the less the resistance the more you want to sit down because you know if you settle something down it's just going to collect dust and change is the only constant so don't settle for anything and don't look for settling with something. Just allow and flow and flow downstream. Because if you flow upstream, if you swim upstream, you're just going to get very tired right. and cause resistance. And the more resistance there is, the more fight you'll have to put in. Yeah. So uh, thank you so much, Rush. It was an amazing, insightful discussion with you today. And I hope we get to make a lot of episodes after this because I would definitely love to. And thank you so much for your time and being a part of this particular episode. Thank you so much. Thanks, Rishti. It was a pleasure. And yes, I hope you get a great, you know, I mean, questions because that'll be amazing and we could address those, right? Right, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you.